This is Can We Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Can we talk about the relationships? Can we talk it over, see how we can build? Only you and I know that's the way it goes. In this big old bed, the talk it over show. Talk it over. It's your man, K.I. from Bed-Stuy, and this is, welcome back to Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We have an amazing host of, uh, of guest co-host, and we also have some really amazing topics. How's everybody doing? Wow. Good. Excellent. Well, all right. Doing good. Doing good. That's what's up. So, um, yeah, come on now. Give me some, give me some life. Give me some minutes. That's what I feed <laughs> off of. All right. So, um... We are going to a oh voice. So we have uh, a new guest in the building, uh, Miss Deidre. How are you, Deidre? Doing good, thank you. Thank Wonderful. you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Can you tell um, our listeners a little bit about yourself and where we can find you? And then we're going to go around the room and say hello to everybody else. Yeah, I'm a comms professional um, by day, but a trivia enthusiast. Um, I have a trivia company. It's called Trivia for Us. You can find us on Instagram at Trivia for Us. Not the number four. Okay. Yeah, just F-O-R-U-S. Check us out. And we have a game going on this Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So quick, quick question on that. The trivia. Do you, is this, is it a solo thing? Do you have to bring a team? Do you get to join a team that already exists? Some people play in teams, um, based on who you're quarantined home with. So if you have a team at home, play together. Mm -hmm. Um, but we utilize a platform that you could pull up on your phone. Um, just putting in the URL and you could play individually or as a team. And you could okay. choose your team name or your individual name and go from there. And we give out prizes. Today, this week's prize is a $20 Amazon gift card. What? That's big O turning O. I need them $20. Yeah, you could buy some stuff from Amazon. That's what's up. So, look, and we have welcome back. We got uh, big Sasha in the building. Sasha, thanks for coming back another week with us. How you doing? Doing well. I will not plug anything about myself. I'll double support D's venture. I have yes. participated yes. Uh, in oh. life and okay. virtually, and I did not win anything. Well, no, no, no. In real life, I think I got like third place a couple of times, but virtually um, fun both ways. So supported, endorse it, all that good stuff. I um, was a part of a team once and I unteamed my significant other most recently <laughs> because of cheating <laughs> and just not, you know, Googling and all that good stuff. So I oh, he did was not cheating? support. He was cheating. Yes. And do not support that. That's right. Support that and integrity above all. So. Absolutely. Now, how do you uh, that? That's a that's a nice lead in. So, Deidre, how do you 
deal with? How do you eliminate cheaters or how do you even identify that people may be cheating? Is that is it even possible? honor system? Yes. Well, there's an honor system in place. We do start off the game with a set of rules and cheating is not the first rule. The first rule is to have fun, but we definitely Absolutely. discourage people from cheating. But what we do is we curate the game so that the quicker you answer the question, the more points you get. So if you're taking time to, you know, toggle between screens and look up an answer, yeah, you'll have the right answer, but you might get 200 points and the other person that answered immediately got 700 points. Absolutely. We're on to them. Beautiful. That's what's up. There's never prosper. (laughs) Never, never. And, And look, welcome back. We got Jimmy in the building. What's good, Jimmy? Hey, hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah, man. Is, here. How's life in sunny California? Yeah, man. Oh, it's it's sunny like always. It, ne- it never rains over there, right? That's what I heard. <laughs> it rarely does. Yeah. And when it does, it's, it's joyful because it's oh. like, oh, you know, I can just enjoy being inside. Can't go anywhere anyway. Which, wow. you know, yes. now is the case. So, <laughs> Listen, welcome back. Thanks for joining us once again. And of course, last but most certainly not least, Bring it up as usual. Yo, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you all for joining us. Um, So as customary, we do the feel-good story of the day, and that is to help synthesize and synergize us under a common bond, right? We're rallied, we're psyched, we're all feeling good, and then we can jump into the question of the day, right? So here is the feel-good story of the day. I believe it comes out of California. Hang on, let me check it. Uh, let's see. Okay. Yes. No, Carolina's not getting any more love. Yeah. Uh, not, not yet. We don't, we, I've been looking big old. I swear. Look, and if you got one or two, we definitely want to use it. All right. So, uh, musician uses truck bed to play drive by concerts for friends and quarantine. Okay. Uh, last week, Tanner Howe and his family got tired of sitting at home and looking at each other. <laughs> that could happen. So they decided to put together a surprise show for a couple of close friends and family members. Since uh, Howe is a singer-songwriter from Huntington Beach, California, he and his family put together a list of songs, decorated the truck, and brought uh, cameras to record the reactions of uh, people on the street. Um, and also, they uh, just as a side note, they are making sure they maintain the safe social distance and they are wearing masks. Um, so initially, Tanner um, had planned to visit his grandparents in Long Beach and three other family members um, in Orange County, but they decided to stop and play for their neighbors along the way, hoping that it would brighten their day in self-isolation. All right. Needless to say, it actually went off really well. So you can look up this young man. His name is Tanner Howe out of Huntington Beach, California, and read more of, uh, of the story um, about what he did. But I thought that was a really cool thing. And I love how people are, people have been, uh, you know, there are always feel good stories even before the, the, the quarantine and the virus. But it, it, it's good to see that people are going the extra mile to make life easier in whatever way they can be of service to others. So I thought that was a good I love it. It's been, the quarantine's been made. I wish I played a musical instrument so bad to wow. put that out in the world. I'm a comedian. Like, yes. I feel like no one wants to, there's not going to be a viral video of me like on my balcony doing stand up. 
to people. <laughs> you could be the first listeners. spirits. Yeah, I guess you never know. You never know. You never know. Right? You never yeah, know. You might, yeah, you never know. So. <laughs> but you would. It would be kind of weird. You'd have to get the audience because without the claps and the response, you're just out there monologuing. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking about it because I am debating doing some live uh, streaming shows like on Instagram and it's all based off of the energy in the room, the audience reaction. Absolutely. So yeah. it's right. kind of, it's hard to uh, figure out. But We can send you the clap emoji at live. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I could just imagine in my head that wow, this is going great. You know, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, it's, it's, it, it would be, you, you shoot it from your point of view and you just have it just right. Do the laugh tracks and the clap tracks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. There you go. Applause so, break. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All that. Um, so big O, you ready? Yes, yes, you yes. Hot for us? I, I am ready. Is everybody else ready? Right, son. Yeah. Look, we absolutely. got Brooklyn in the building hard. So bring that. Yeah. Fire. I like this one. I like this one should be very controversial. Even if we don't get into it, I know there's some people out there that have been. Okay. Uh, the topic, topic of today's podcast, how do you deal with being in a relationship that your parents do not approve of, whether that's based on gender, whether it's based on race or classism or orientation or culture, whatever it is that they are drawing the line about, how do you deal with being in a relationship that your parents do not approve of? So as per usual, I always like to open it up to the new voices on here. So Jimmy, Sasha, you guys have been, so I'm gonna put the pressure on Deidre to see <laughs> if she wants to take us on the league. No press, you don't have to, but if you want to share your insight on that topic, please do. Yeah, I think that you should take heed to the message, honestly. I think your parents know you best. Um, if they recognize that someone has some qualities that may not be are less than stellar, take heed to that. But it's definitely like your own life. So just like keep it in the back of your mind, but don't let that... Um, dictate where you take your relationship i would say but so you're mindful of it so you're basing it on them seeing like the interaction or the spirit or the vibe of the person yeah then basing it off of the uh what do we call them the existential differences that that rule this world that have you know plagued us with you know, classism, sexism, racism, all the all the isms out there that define where someone can and cannot be, right? Exactly. That's just like given the fact that they've seen that interaction. If they haven't, then their opinion is not valid, whether they're a parent or not. So I would dismiss it at that point, but create right. opportunities for them to engage with um, my significant others so they can experience them and get a feel for why I like them. Okay. All right. Fair point. Yeah, I, I thought we you talking, were going somewhere else in the beginning. Go ahead, Sasha. Are we talking flaws of character? Because that's different. It could right? be well. Let's yeah, let's yeah. It could be anything, but let's yeah. Let's go ahead on on flaws of character. Then we can jump back into the the other ones, which are more. Uh, I don't want to say insidious, but sometimes can be. Um, you know, what do you so want to call it? flaws of character? I would agree with. Deidre and probably would listen to the people that know you best. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think uh, a lot of us do that when there's like chemistry and physical attraction uh, in the mix. But I think ultimately to avoid heartache and heartbreak, it's probably easier to like nip it in the bud early on 
if if there are certain characteristics that are just not up to the level, right? Are people that honest, though, usually? I haven't found, I think it's hard with friends or something. Like of yeah. when you don't like something, do people speak up usually? I, in my experience, people just kind of like, okay, hopefully they figure it out or I'm wrong. Well, <laughs> hopefully your family would be honest enough. I feel like especially parents are usually fairly critical and sort of mama bear territorial, right? Regardless of your age. And uh, they would jump in and be like, okay, this is not who I raised you for. Mm. Right mm-hmm. in that context. So, in those instances, like, do you think? And this kind of goes back to what you said, Deidre, because I, I feel like a lot of people would feel like their parents don't know them at all. Yeah, you know, oh, uh, and right. a lot of people would say, you, you know, my parents don't know me best. They know who I was or who I present myself to be, but they don't know my life. And so, for them to press their opinion upon who all of the people who have, you know, blazed that trial of, of coming out, you know, the people who felt like they couldn't be themselves because their family would have disapproved of a same sex, uh, relationship. Right. And other, all other things in and between, um, go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm a parent, and um, I remember uh, some time ago before uh, this goes back, probably about 12 years ago, my daughter was dating a a gentleman. I went out to visit her, and um, she wanted me to meet her boyfriend and all her friends, and uh, so went out to Houston, and, uh, and so I met some of her friends, but I was probably there for about three days, and I noticed I hadn't met boyfriend said boyfriend and I'd always find my daughter somewhere huddled up in the corner mumbling into the phone so she gets off the phone one day and I said baby you know what happened to boyfriend um I said I noticed I haven't met him and she was like oh yeah you know I said you want you you want to spend more time with him but you're not able to spend that time with him she was like yeah dad and I said well you look let me tell you let me tell you what's going on with your boyfriend I said your boyfriend you ain't his only girlfriend, okay? You ain't the only one he's seen. And she was like, Daddy! I said, Listen, I gotta tell you what I gotta tell you. Someone has to tell you. Yeah, exactly. He's 21. I said, I was 21 before and I was that dude. I said, look, I'm not telling you not to see him because to tell you not to see him means that's exactly who you're gonna see. Um, but if you value yourself more than being just another chick on the side or another one of his little, you know, if you value yourself more than that, then you'll make the right decision. You'll make the best decision that's for you. As a parent, I can only inform you and give you information. It's up to you to, you know, to take it and use it um, as something is is useful. You know, so, so yeah. You, you so, made that you made that determination off of not meeting the guy. Yeah. Or well, 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 not meeting <laughs> the young man, and but but based on our the conversation that she and I were having. And how oh, okay, so there's more information yeah. that you're gathering based yeah. on y'all. Oh, okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. That so makes more mm-hmm. put in that context. That helps. Yeah. So, so I'm like, wait, you didn't get to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't get, I, but I didn't need to because got I painted right. a picture of who it. was based off um, of what your daughter on, was based on based on the information. And if okay. it was okay. if it was real, real, and you're visiting for three days, he's going to he make time to see. Yeah, right. That's a must. Spoke to that, and I told him. I said, you know. I said, listen, 
if this is someone that you want to be in a relationship with and you you asked me to come here to he was one of the people you wanted me to meet and mm. he hasn't made an attempt to meet your dad yeah yeah that's yeah. uh you know what i mean that's a and, red flag yeah so uh i you know and i, I must have been there for about eight days and uh yeah, it's plenty of time no yeah no 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 sight of him for that entire time yeah. so i fly back and uh fly back to new york and she calls me up maybe about a couple of days later and she was like daddy i said what's up baby she said I broke up with, you know, said boyfriend. Okay. And I said, well, look, baby, um, I'm not here to tell you who to see or who not to see. But again, did you decide that on your own or did you decide that because you were because of something that I said, you know, like make that uh, make that decision on your own for yourself. Like I don't get in okay. much of relationships. They're both okay. married um, and I never got into their relationship, but I was never hesitant to tell them what I thought. That's very, that's huge. Whoever they were dating, no question. They knew, they're like, Dad, you always got something to say. Well, has anybody been on the other end of that? Has anybody been the child where their parent has had to come to them and, or shared openly whether they wanted their opinion or not on how they felt about the significant other? You know, one of my, my first, uh, first relationship, I was young, uh, 18, 19, my first girlfriend, we were, it was not a you good trouble, fit for us. Yeah, no, I know. I'm like, <laughs> start reading for my script now. Did you check that door? Did you lock the door? <laughs> we were not a good fit and my family knew it. And it wasn't apparent. It was my older brother. I'm the youngest of, uh, I have three older brothers. I'm the youngest of four. And one of my older brothers, I'll never forget it. He's like, comes into my room one day and he's like, he had heard me like arguing on the phone and he, very lovingly, just like, you know, sometimes it's okay to just let things go. And he wasn't even, he didn't even mention anything specifically, but it just gave me enough of, you know, now, match. you know, now, 13 months you, later, I did that. <laughs> 13 months later. <laughs> now, were your parents, did your parents, have they seen you guys interact at all? Yes, has it been? they've seen us argue and uh -huh. things it was not a healthy good relationship no wow. but no one was too overt with me uh-huh and what about here's a here's an interesting take and we'll get back to all the isms in a moment what about has anybody had an experience where they've been in a relationship and the parent was actually rooting for the relationship to work where you had decided that this is not going to work and i want to get out of it but one of the parents or maybe both of the parents has taken a liking to the significant other and wants you to try to, you know, stick in there. Has anybody had that experience? Mm -hmm. Yes, no, I have. You oh, have? Nice. Oh yeah. Please uh, share. I, you wait to hear that. So and this Here well, it's it's and and uh, it was you know early on in my dating relationship experience, and it was one of those things where I kind of felt alone inside of what I was seeing from this person. Like no one else had this perception of this person, but me. And I thought that at the time I thought like, okay, is this the norm? Is this what always happens behind closed doors? Is this what everyone is going through type thing? Like, why are we not uh, connecting or, or uh, having as good a time as everyone else appears to be when we're alone? We're in public eye. It's like, okay, things are going well enough. 
But then when we have like those quiet moments, why are things um, becoming so difficult? Mm. And so my parents were one of those that, you know, you all parents, you only see stuff that's going on on the outside, you know, and as in as much as you allow them to. Right. Because there are couples out there that get their parents involved in everything. Like, oh, so-and-so did this and so-and-so said that and we argued about this and argued. So there are those couples that parents have a direct line to what's going, the inner workings of the relationship. That wasn't my case. And so when it came to a head and I was like, I got to get out of this. I'm starting to lose my mind. I'm starting to, I can't hang on to this anymore. It's starting to cost me my sanity because of the perception of what it looked like from the outside. Right. There was pushback from from uh, my mom saying, you know, oh, well, you know, give her another chance and maybe you need to hold on. And it was a little bit, uh, you know, because they they enjoy who the person was, and but they couldn't fathom what I was experiencing behind closed doors. And then when it became uh, untenable, they saw a little taste of it, because like in one of the previous podcasts, we learned that. You to be able to end things uh, amicably, and we don't always have that. I didn't have that for the longest. Like all my past relationships have kind of much combusted into flames. So when that particular one happened, the fallout of that kind of uh, came in their direction a little bit, right? Because can't reach me on the phone all the time. So who's the next person? I know who will answer. The parents are answer. You know, I can get to them that way. And so because I was no longer engaging in this behavior, who can who who's the next point of contact? The, the family. And so they saw they got a little wind of what I had been dealing with. And after they saw that, they kind of were like, hmm. Yeah, no, you you were you were right to kind of get out of this. They had their own quiet moments with it. <laughs> right. They started to see a little bit of what I had been dealing with for the past couple of years or whatever. So, uh, how long had y'all been dating, um, Nico? Uh, so that was in totality about three and a half, a little close to four in totality. There was maybe a break in between. So all together, about three, three and some change. Um, years or weeks? coming for the throat yeah. so. now, now did she live in close proximity to like your parents like did, did uh what's what's close to you like what like maybe in on the same street the, the same oh no 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 this was at least no, no 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 i would say but i mean in north carolina everything's about a two-hour drive away from another, okay. from another you know well, because the um, distance sometimes, you know, is is the issue. Like, let, let's say you all lived in the same community, and maybe uh, church, I see what you're saying. And there was social gathering. Right, right, they, right, right. They would see her, or she would see them on a regular basis. So, no, so, no, no, no. To see them, you'd have to actually take a concerted effort. Okay, gotcha. to be able to 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 go there. Gotcha. Uh, so that was my my experience on that side of it. Um, yeah. Deidre, you look like you wanted to say something um, early on. Did you have something you wanted to insert? Got to take yourself off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have anything to okay. insert as far as that. I've never had that. Ooh, my, I'm sorry. My dog. 
Oh man, no, that's cool. We got I, one of our someone. It, they wanted to insert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Your dog was like, "I got a story." <laughs> He's got a story to tell, but no, no I've never had that um, situation where a parent was endorsing somebody that I liked. It was just like on team them because I feel like I'm a good judge of character. So yeah. for the most part, they're just like, all right, if you're done with it, we're done with it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big. Like either you're on my team or you're not, whether you're family or however Absolutely. it goes. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. You know, you said something that really made me think. I, I, I do like that phrase, those quiet moments, because that's what a relationship is built off of. The public is just one thing. And so yeah, I've had it the reverse. Exactly. But the main thing is that. And so I think I've had it with friends where I'm like, meet a significant other, someone, you know, who's close to me and I'm meeting their significant other. And at first I'm like, huh, not really seeing it. I don't get it. But then if you ask, you, you dig a little deeper and just find out that what they have going when it's just the two of them. That's that's what it is, you know, and we, and we don't get to see that. Not always. No. There are some people that live it on, you know, live it on display. But right. um, let's let's talk about the specific topic, which we're going to, you know, how to deal. How do you deal with being in a relationship that your parents do not approve of that may be based on some type of bigotry or uh, closed mindedness? So, so real quick. Oh, oh, for our listeners who just joined us, what, what, uh, what's our hot topic? What are we topic? knocking around? The hot topic is how do you deal with being in a relationship your parents do not approve of, whether that's based on gender, race, class, orientation, or culture. Um, so who, let's see, Deidre, you said you're from, you're from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. And Jimmy, where are you from? Chicago. Chicago and Sasha, mm-hmm. where, where are you from? Russia. Russia. Okay. So Chicago, Brooklyn, and Russia. All right. So I can't speak to Brooklyn or Chicago, but I know in the South, there's a lot of self-segregation, especially in social atmospheres. I'm, I would imagine that it pretty, pretty much be the same a little bit to an extent because this is still America. So it's yeah, to have that a little bit everywhere, regardless of where you are, whether suburban or uh, metropolitan city. Um, but I do think and not that i've experienced this myself but i've seen you know by way of you know vicarious relationships the uh stress that being yeah. a relationship that your family structure does or does not support uh, a lot of interracial couples and i'm sure um is anybody currently in or have been in an interracial interracial relationship that can speak because I'm only speaking vicariously. I don't know uh, specifically. I don't, I don't know if interracial dating is like. I feel like sometimes it's like for me. I was dating someone with like a Latino background. Okay. I felt like I only necessarily got heat from my girlfriends, um, okay. but my family was okay with it because culturally we had the same culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the outside looking in, having attended like a historically black college and him not going to college, I think that became like the dynamics that was a concern as far as like within my circle of friends. Okay, so that was coming from your peer group. Yeah. I, I was going to ask that. So here's, here's a question, and I don't know the answer to it, but I'll, I'll throw it out there to the field. Which one do you think uh, parents would disapprove of more? The racial dynamics the uh, the same sex dynamics, uh, um, or the class. someone who was uh, socially in a different class, or a 
the religious one? Which one do you think hmm. parents would just just off topic? And you and you thinking you're speaking specifically of our parents, or just you you thinking which one general, takes the just, lead? Just generalizing, what do, what do you think? Which one takes the lead? Experiences, yeah, on or based on your experiences. Once again, we're not subject matter experts. Um, the only question that we ask is, um, can we talk it over in this big old bed? So, um, yeah. so what do you think, just based on your experiences and life, what you've seen, yeah. what you've seen, what would you say is the 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 consensus um, based on uh, what you think parents would be more disapproving of? Hmm. Um, I would have to say, and I'm not speaking for my parents, but this is generally. Generally, I would just say, and maybe it's just the age that we're in because everybody's had their time under the sun. Um, but I would say, honestly, probably uh, gender, gender-based, right? Same sex. I would think that's one of the big ones that parents uh, have challenges with. And again, that may be just because of the age, because, you know, 60s, 70s, it was what? Race, right? Mm -hmm. Don't cross racial boundaries. Don't cross lines. You know, dip your toe, but don't go for a swim, you know, type thing. Um, and even before then, right, before the civil rights and everything that, you know, uh, happened, it was it was classism. So it may just be the age that we're currently in. So that would be my my opinion. That's interesting. I always think, you know, um, the classism thing. One thing I've always noticed uh, in, in relationships that I've been in or observed but parents, they want their uh, partner, their, their their child to be taken care of in some way. They want to marry not, up. Not supported, to, but, you know, like, whenever I see someone that, like, does this person, do they have any goals in life? Do they have a job? Are, they, are, mm, are you going to mm -hmm. be in a mess the rest of your life? You know, that's where I see this, like, existential fear come on. Right. The other stuff might be hard to get over at first or to have to accept it, but that's the line. Okay. I would agree. Experience, but I mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. So, okay. So today, I think if we look at like race, gender, um, and uh, other factors that we talk about, I think it also depends where you're from, where you're located, right? If you have grown up in a more open-minded uh, sort of liberal, if you will, progressive environment, maybe a city like New York, maybe Cali, maybe a larger city, I think just by default, you'd be a lot more open to your child um, dating whoever really culturally. Uh, and if they uh, were to come out and say that uh, they will now have a same-sex partner going forward. I think that that is probably a little bit easier for you to accept. Now, understanding that some of the maybe southern states are more conservative in their views, that religion plays a bigger role. So faith, I guess, plays, plays a bigger role. I feel like maybe that's a little bit more difficult for them to accept, right? There's just... Um, that's just how the, that dynamic plays out. Um, in terms of, for me, like, I guess to Jimmy's point, there are certain things that you just uh, either allow your parents to come around to or maybe um, 
start ignoring, right? So if you are in love with a, a an individual who happens to be of a different race, culture, um, or same gender, and your parents don't accept, there is no way that you can change their opinion. And there's no way that, I mean, at least for me, if I knew I was sure of the relationship, I wouldn't even really fight that battle, either allow them to come around or not, right? Maybe then they don't have your best interest in mind. Just keep it at that. Socioeconomics, I would agree uh, as an immigrant who is married to an immigrant from another part of the world. I think that ambition is everything, right? You can come mm -hmm. from nothing. You can be something. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, you can, you can have a goal. You can have a sort of a path in mind that you are passionate about. And I think that's really all you need. And just with a support system from your partner, I mean, sky is the limit, truly. Religion is a, um, religion is a kind of um, sketchy one for me personally. I am not a religious individual and I am very mindful of people that are um, on any kind of spectrum of orthodoxy, right? So I think that if my child or me were to really look into uh, converting or adopting kind of a stricter form of an organized religion uh, because that is what their partner is asking them to do, I would uh, be very cautious navigating that dynamic because already there's sort of a power play that assumes one individual I don't know, succumbing to another one's uh, dynamic, if you will, right? So I think that interfaith marriages exist and exist perfectly and in harmony. But um, to our earlier point, everybody's expectations have to be managed in that I regard. A, I think that's a good point. I think that goes both ways. Just as you said, you would be very cautious of approving someone who is very strict that they strict in their religious uh, views that they want their significant other to adhere to the same practice. I think it goes the same way where you have people who are very zealous in their views based around religion and they, they are very cautious of anyone who is not, uh, does not share those views. Um, I've seen I've seen how, and I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. I've seen how religion can uh, shape and become such a strong conviction of someone's identity that they refuse to even entertain the idea of something that does not conform to those religious tenets um, to the point where it's like, are you even a real person or are you just a puppet of this, you know, right. suit, whatever? Uh, and I've seen the conflict that that can bring when they are in love with someone who does not hold as strongly to the same tenets or does not have those same convictions. And they are more open minded or they want to explore, not necessarily saying like this is trash, but let me make my own decision. I don't need to be proselytized to to come up. Maybe there's something other that I want to explore. Maybe I find myself more 
attracted to Buddhism or Taoism or whatever it may be. Um, but when that rears his head inside of a relationship where the other individual is so strongly convinced of their uh, religious mores, I've seen the conflict that can breed. And it's very, it's, 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 it's interesting because I didn't have to deal with it, but it's also very stressful to watch how you see someone's foundation being shaken because they have to quote unquote choose between, all right, this is the person I love and this is what my religion says. And this is who I'm attracted to or who I want to spend my life with, but they don't necessarily behave or even believe in everything that my religion says I should be behaving or at, at, admire to be strive to be that's interesting i never thought i don't have children um but it, it made me think i you know i'm an open-minded person i i feel uh safe and say it i truly don't care what type of person my child would bring home as a significant other except i think i would have a little bias if i knew they were really fundamentally religious I am not. My child certainly wouldn't have grown up in an environment that was. And so I'd be surprised and uh, hesitant. You know, I realized that about myself, you know, somewhat judgmental, I guess, from the start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all have our blind spots. Mm -hmm. We all have our, our the things that we say um, we would not have a problem with until it presents its head. And then right. true, you know, the rubber meets the road, per se. Uh, where it's like, all right, you don't know how you're going to react until you find yourself in that situation, right? Um, exactly. I heard a great quote recently. It's a, I can't remember the writer. It's an old quote, but a thorn of experience is worth a thousand trees of wisdom of advice. I mean, and it's just yeah. to me, that's it. That one thorn of experience. Yeah. 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 Wow. Like I've um, been on, I, you know, I, I'm, uh, Again, I'm a parent, and um, I, I was lucky. My uh, my parents didn't interfere in uh, a lot of my decisions holistically as a person. They allowed me to really develop into the, the type of person that I that I felt was most comfortable for me. So they didn't interfere, or especially as it pertained to relationships. You know, um, they didn't make judgments or assessments. They they were always you know they used to always say, look. If you're happy with this woman, then, then then we'll work with whatever you know, whatever you know, maybe limitations or or, or some of the observations about you know that they would tell me. Again, I, I picked up a lot from them. They, they would work through their own judgments. Absolutely, they worked through okay. their own judgments, and they they would you know they would tell me what they thought. And, right, but it was most parents do. Yeah, they tell unsolicited. Me what they thought. Yeah, but they wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't try to override um, my decisions. That's know? good. And do so we have my children? Do we have anything that we can share to people who who may let's say you're the person that's in the relationship that let's say you know I'm dating a woman and her parents don't approve of me. Maybe you're the target of the disapproval. Do you do we have anything we can share to people? And maybe it's again, it's based on something that you had no control over based on your gender. You had no control over that based on your or I should say sex. That's the proper term now. I'm, I'm personally lovable and huggable. So I could. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm having a hard never, time with that one. Yeah, I've, I've never had that experience. I mean, if, if, uh -huh. if it happened, they kept it to themselves. Um, uh -huh. You know, it, it was never really an issue for me. 
personally, but I know people who have gone through it. My sisters actually, they probably got more heat uh, in that area from the parents, but it was because they were making poor judgments. And so they ah, kept, so that was characterization. They, so they kept involving our parents in their relationships. Always tricky. Going well. And so, you know, they would always get mad at me and say, you know, oh, you know, the folks don't get in your business. They don't get in your relationships. And I said, that's because I don't invite them in. You mm. invite them in when things aren't going right. You want them to come in and do damage control. And mm-hmm. then, of course, when you want them out of your business, you can't get them out of your business because you've invited them into it. Mm. So, you know, that was good. DJ, you want to add something? No, I, w- I would. I'm on board with you as far as like inviting people into your relationship. You have to just be mindful of that because that becomes be very destructive um, in a lot of cases. But I've been fortunate. I have a very vocal parent, particularly my mother. And I want to say when she voiced her opinion about someone that wasn't a good fit, she was absolutely right. Um, the person wasn't a good fit. Um, she would just flat out be like, I don't like him. And I was just like, what, what don't you like? And it was just the stark differences. And I was, I was honestly just exploring at the time. I was just like, Hey, I wanted to try something out of the box. Someone that didn't fit the mold that I typically went for. So like this person had smoked cigarettes and my mom's like, you don't even like the smell of cigarettes. Like what the hell is going on? And it was legit. Like I just your teenage rebellion stage. (laughs) <laughs> you rebelling as a kid. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I, I wish it was. I was actually pretty older in this relationship. There can be late-stage so late rebellions. Yeah, doesn't exactly. Have to be, it doesn't have to be teen years. It can be. So, so how soon after would you, like, so if your mom gave you that, her, her opinion, um, mm-hmm. right out the gate, have you have you always honored those and said, you know what, Ma, I'm gonna I'm no. gonna take you, or you had to get into it and then come back later on and go, Ma, you I had to back. get into it and learn myself. I had to right. run into the wall and Absolutely. and That's see it for learn. myself. Yeah. yeah, that I learned That's the hard thorn. way, and I'm I'm grateful for it. <laughs> I'm so grateful for it. It was so such has, a great lesson. Has Mom ever been wrong? Um. Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. For sure. No, she had it right with that one. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a whole other thing. If your mom not hears this, she it. is going to be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would she wouldn't be. She'd be like, I told you I couldn't stand him. Could uh, not stand him. She was just like oh, okay. My father in law was suspicious when he found out that I had a fiction writing degree. That was my Wow, wow, okay It's like, where is this guy going? Yeah, exactly (laughs) Exactly. Is is the degree even real? (laughs) Right, exactly exactly. (laughs) It's a fictitious degree It's all made up (laughs) So so Big O, you got any stats for us? And you got anything for us? Uh, Uh, Come back back to me real quick I can pull, I can find some really quickly Okay, Um, I did not go to the stats Because I thought, you know, I, I figured this was something that you know, even if we have not been through ourselves, we could relate to because I've heard stories I've seen. And again, it may just be because of where I came up. I'm more privy to so that. I got something. I got, I got a few things. Um, right. So I went on, uh, let's see, cosmopolitan.com backslash sex love. And Julia Kugachevsky, uh said, what uh, what to do if your parents really 
really don't like your significant other. And I'll go through some of the things that uh, some of the things that she suggested. One was to hear your parents out. Okay. Uh, another, Good idea. Yeah. The, another was uh, if the issues are small fixes, let your parents know. Uh, let's see. Set aside clear time with your parents and clear time away from your parents. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, uh, one said to avoid certain topics if you can, uh, which I don't believe in. Like, I'm, right. I'm not about avoiding anything, but that's just me. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem mixing it up and getting into it with things. Um, remind your parents that this is the person that makes you very happy. Right. Uh, if they do, if hopefully they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Um, set an ultimatum was one of the things that was said. And so that was, uh, that was cosmopolitan, uh, dot com backslash sex love. So you can go there uh, and you can I- read up on, uh, uh, what this article by Julia Pugachevsky had to say. And uh, maybe it'll offer um, our listeners some insight because, once again, we're not subject matter experts, right? No, not at all. Ask me jo- jump in there, Deidre. Questions. Deidre no, I want to say, like, having had that experience firsthand and a parent not liking someone um, that I was dating, my main thing was, like, listen, I understand your viewpoints and I appreciate you being open enough to share them with me, but not to be disrespectful to that individual Absolutely. at the same time. Absolutely. Don't make them feel unwelcome, yes. uncomfortable, and, like, really putting my foot down on that. So I think um, respect is a big thing to consider Absolutely. when you are having those issues. Backing on that, I want to say, I think that's a very great point, and I want to say to parents who may find themselves in that situation one day, you know, be very cautious, like you said, of how you broach that, know your child, because what you may inadvertently do, like you said, KI, is just push them towards that person and make them, like you said, put their foot down and, and, and uh, dig in even stronger. Sure. Because like you're harping on this person so badly that I'm going to hold on to the good things that I do see yep. about the person. And I want to ask you, know, I, I want to pick on Deidre, but had, had your mom... Pick on Deidre. Okay, we can. All right, she's yeah. tough. She's from Brooklyn. She can take it. So. She can handle it. All right. Um, she so, had let's say your mom had once she gave you her opinion, right? Do you feel that mm-hmm. if it if it would have she gave it in a respectful way, and so that you could hear her and hear her opinion without being overbearing? Had she crossed the line into being overbearing about her opinion? Do you think? that would have made you, like we said in that instance, like just dig in even further into Do you feel like you would have uh, kind yeah, of... Yeah, I, I would. I think I did. I responded that way initially. I was just like, oh, you don't like him? Well, I love him. Mm, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, that happens, and I've seen it happen again. So um, I think it is very important in my parents really need to be mindful about how they approach the situation. And Mm -hmm. also I think it's really important for you, like to James's point to like showcase more so like what you love about this person and be vocal about those instances and be cognizant about not bringing um, difficult situations that you're experiencing between you and your spouse. 
All right. Okay. So, so listen, you've been listening to Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We're going to wrap this session up. I really appreciate my guests coming on. You all did an awesome job. Um, so, Deidre, um, one, will you come back and do the podcast again? I sure will. I had a great time. Awesome. Um, have enough relationships to talk about. <laughs> I know that's right. Look, so now where can we find you, Deidre? Um, you can find me on Instagram um, at Trivia, T-R-I-V-I-A, 4-F-O-R-U-S. Um, check us out. And we're on YouTube Live on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's what's up. Brother Jimmy, what's hey, good? Hey. We're, thank you. Will you come back and join us? Absolutely. I'd love to. It's always fun. And I always have like this happens every time for the next few hours. I'll think of like six or seven things that I want to share. <laughs> no, hold uh, on to those. Make make notes to take those down because the shows are always to be continued. So we can always build off of them. But uh, where, where can our listeners find you? At the Jimmy Vick, V-I-C-K, uh, on Instagram. And you can check out any type of uh, weird experimentation I'll be doing with performing coming up here. Yeah, that's what's up. And last, but most certainly not least, because I, I, big old Wayne, I ain't going to give you your outro. You, you jump in <laughs> whenever you want. Big Sasha. Sasha, thank you so much for bringing uh, Sasha actually brought Jimmy and Deidre onto the podcast. So we definitely want to big up her. Um, are you going to come back and join us again, uh, Big of Sasha? Of course. Yeah, if you'll have me, I'll come back. Yeah, you're more than welcome anytime. Now, where can we find you? You can find me on IG and TikTok at Monsi212. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. However, I want to plug something that I just discovered, and this is not sponsored in any way, but quite awesome. And it's a hoodie from CoreyLimited.com, K-O-R-E, with a built-in mask. Okay. That is South nice. Minority-owned business out of Cali. Uh, so support and the quality is amazing and uh, sustainably produced. So that's beautiful. Big on right. what you got for us. So I, I will uh, extend this to everyone listening and to everyone on here. If you find yourself looking for some at home workouts or just a community to bring so we can avoid that, what we're calling it now, the COVID-15, like we all got around our freshman 15 and now COVID is, is threatening to bring it back. But uh, at-home workouts, I found a great site that is pay what you want. So essentially it could be free, but it's donation-based. Um, it's The website is bands, B-A-N-D-S, dash bells, B-E-L-L-E-S, dash beauty, dot myshopify.com. And they have uh, courses every, they have courses daily. You can schedule what time you would like to sign up. It's all done virtually and they have a live instructor there uh, to help you through the actual workout. And it's based on body weight movements, things that can be done at home. Nothing super, super enhanced or tricky. Uh, all levels are welcome, I do believe. So. That's what's up. Yo, thank you all. Um, look, I have been instructed that I actually have to wear my mask in the house. Right. I've been quarantined to wear my mask in the house because I'm eating up all the damn food. Man, I got to keep my mask on in and outside of the house. So listen, thank you all. Uh, and as I always say, may all your ups and downs be in bed. Uh, slow motion for me. Signing out. Cheer. Later. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.
talk it over the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed we hope you got what you needed make sure you subscribe holla at you next week